A very warm welcome to all my listeners who have tuned in to listen to another episode of Insider's Talk with New Entrepreneurial Journey. So let's dive in. I have with me today Mr. Krupesh Bhatt, founder and CEO of Signdesk. It is a digital documentation solution leverage AI and ML to address the challenges of creating scalable and automated documentation processes about which we would be talking much more in detail as we go on with our conversation with Krupesh. So Krupesh, welcome to Insider's Talk and uh, it's lovely to have you with us. So before we talk about Signdesk, it would be great um, for our listeners to know who Krupesh Bhatt is and what you were before Signdesk came into your life. Hi, uh, thanks. Thanks for having me on the show, Veronica. Uh, this is uh, just just a quick introduction about me. Uh, you know, uh, I as typically uh, you know any uh, for, for for any entrepreneurs uh, basically the, the more than the, the the education background. I believe that your uh, um, the, the the intention to start the business and then taking the first step is is, is the key. So I was um, I worked in the corporate setup for about seven to eight years uh, in the US. And um, then I started my first venture around uh, 2007. Uh, so, you know, before that, uh, I had studied uh, uh, the, the master's in business from the University of Maryland and then uh, the master's in uh, computer applications from the University of uh, 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 the University in India. Uh, so, uh, this, this entrepreneurial journey was started uh, uh, around 2007, where uh, I started building a, a, a website. It's more of an informational website that um, uh, help people make an informed decision in uh, uh, in selecting insurance policies uh, uh, in the US. So that's how it began. And uh, about uh, uh, four years later, I moved back to India, and then I wanted to start something uh, something bigger. So uh, a couple of years later, after having moved back to India, uh, myself and my co uh, the co-founder uh, got together and started our, our venture. Uh, it was uh, when we started, it was a the B2C legal document automation platform where you could uh, typically you know, draft your rental agreements and uh, affidavits online. So the later, uh, you know, we uh, kind of pivoted uh, towards B2B. Uh, so we launched our Aadhaar-based electronic signature, which was one of the, the, the first of its kind when we launched. Uh, so that is how Scientesk was born. Uh, it was, it was uh, you know, rebranded and it's, it's uh, basically it's a B2C brand. And uh, uh, so this, this happened somewhere around, around 2016. Uh, so uh, since then, we have been able to, to scale the business uh, and then we are able to onboard uh, some of the marquee clients, including uh, you know, all uh, the major private banks in India and then financial institutions and some of the, the, the MNCs and other companies. So that's that's a uh, quick uh, you know, the brief about myself. So, all right. So, so you know, uh, like you said, you know, you started in um, you started with um, Signdesk in India, right? Before that, you were uh, you were uh, working in US and you created something in US where it was more of an uh, information that was shared for insurance policies, right? In US. So, when you came back to India, what did you feel like? How did you understand or uh, identify that this is the place? or this is the space in which I want to create my venture because there is a gap. Did you experience something personally 
while during the documentation during any process so there was some kind of an other kind of a trigger that happened and uh, you thought that yes this is my calling and this is what i'm going to do now well i i wanted to build something something big and you know something that would uh, make a difference uh, so uh, it so happened that uh, you know i was a strength to, to renew my driving license and i was at a at the local rto office uh, uh, then an then unfortunately they had uh, misplaced my uh, documentation even though i had submitted everything so they really they were really, really having hard time locating all the documents so uh, you know the the peeking through the window i could see that there were huge uh, the pile of documents uh, they were not really neatly organized and then nothing was digital so they had to go to like uh, many different uh, the racks and then rooms to to find the document so that's when you know i thought uh, it's probably uh, not only a problem in the government office probably something uh, uh, similar as must be the case with the uh, private businesses and and other uh, uh, companies as well so that is how the you know the, the idea was, was born and uh, i thought by Uh, it's it's a too complex a problem to solve you know the governmental and uh, mm-hmm. uh, private enterprises the complete document automation space to begin with so what we did was um, you know we just automated a few simple documents uh, such as uh, uh, rental rental agreements and uh, uh, the will and some of the you know the partnership documents and things like that where basically Uh, you could draft these agreements yourself uh, without really uh, speaking to to a lawyer uh, right the system will will ask you a series of questions uh, based on which uh, you know it will uh, generate the agreement and then it will help you execute the agreement as well by uh, procuring uh, the e stamp paper and then eventually uh, e sign so that's how that's how we started Oh wow, that's quite interesting. So by answering few questions, uh, we are we would be able to generate a proper uh, like a stamp paper kind of a thing without the need of actually physically going to some kind of a lawyer office and getting things done there. Correct. Yeah, that that's how we started. Uh, mm-hmm. So we started with the, the with the website. With the, when we launched, uh, we used the domain name legaldesk dot com. Uh, so this is how it it works. Mm-hmm. it will basically it will, you will be taken through a series of interview questions uh, mm-hmm. so that will be customized you know based on your uh, answers so eventually in a matter of about uh, uh, 10 to 15 minutes you will be done with uh, drafting your entire agreement wow and this is a drafting part uh, right and then when it comes to execution um, in india you would have to pay stamp duty in your right the stamp duty is a state matter you uh, as a Uh, as as an individual, you would have to calculate the stamp duty amount based on the type of the document that you are executing. And if it is a rental agreement, the fee is uh, different. And if it is a um, uh, something else related to you know the power of attorney or property documents, mm. uh, that's actually it's 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 slightly complex uh, the process to understand the stamp duty amount. And then second, also you would have to go to visit a, a bank or a, a, a registrar office to procure the stamp paper. right so we try to automate that process by recommending the the stamp duty payment uh, category amount 
And also, we also went ahead and then built that backend interface where we will procure the stamp paper in your name. Uh, so when we initially started, it was all um, uh, there was a tat. So you were you you we would take about a, a day to to procure the stamp paper and then courier it. So over time, you know, we have completely digitized it. Uh, that today, uh, it's all automated. Uh, so in a matter of uh, in a few minutes, you can draft, and then you can also uh, get the, the the stamp paper attached to. And then now, using Aadhaar, you can also sign the documents online. Uh, all of it on our uh, signed desk uh, platform. So. Um... You know, uh, there is a way of working, like you said, right? The government works in a in a in a way when it comes to all this paperwork, and so does the private. So, did you face any kind of a resistance or any kind of you know a question mark when you put this product out there uh, to your customers when you were reaching out and they had some kind of you know uh, you know kind of you know whether this will work, whether this will uh, you know. I have to change the whole system now. It's not like this. Now it will be entire thing automated. Any kind of a hindrance that you faced when it came to customers in your initial time? Uh, yeah, see, uh, we uh, uh, we started working with the large enterprises because uh, you know, we felt that uh, there, there is a better opportunity in terms of number of documents being signed. Uh, for example, if you if you work with some of the large enterprises, there'll be uh, you know millions of uh, documents and then pages, the the papers that need to be uh, digitized. So when we approached uh, some of these uh, large enterprises, then there was a bit of apprehension because uh, to when when we when we initially started, uh, we were no one, right? So our brand was relatively new, and then this concept was was new, and then. The legal validities is another question. Uh, so all of this uh, put together, uh, right? It wasn't uh, easy for us to crack our initial set of customers. Uh, you know, the uh, the first uh, eight to ten customers is, is always uh, difficult to, to crack for 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 any any uh, startup for that matter. Uh, but later on, you know, it was easy. Uh, but to to solve that initial set of problems, we really had to. Uh, we had to tweak the product and then we had to to, to hire uh, the legal professionals to convince them that this is uh, the legally sound solution um, and um, also there was also a need you know that helped uh, right i mean today like if you had to sign a, a bank loan document uh, you you would have to typically sign a, you will have to work with a document of a booklet of about like 50 60 pages yeah. of which you had to sign almost all of the pages and if there's a mistake you will have to redo it uh, and then you know there is a tat involved and then uh, there is a multiple levels of approval verification all of that mm. so if you could digitize all of this where uh, all of this can be digitized and the execution can happen in a matter of few minutes uh, it's it's a huge value addition so i think um, that really helped us uh, while some of our initial uh, set of customers were hesitant to uh, to adopt early, uh, mm. but I think the the, the solution was uh, uh, you know was sound and then it really made sense for them because uh, it's not just a cost reduction but it also uh, the time saving and uh, it's also a, a better user experience also right for example if 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 you can dis, uh, disperse your loan amount uh, uh, which used to take like two, three weeks. Now, uh, you know, most of the, the, this process was digitized. Uh, 
your um, you know the credit checks and then your uh, uh, other verification KYC all of it but this paperwork was something that was not really digitized uh, mm -hmm. back then so this was I think the the it was a very relevant solution for them uh, so you know this is a uh, there are a lot of you know the, the, the fintech companies the banks they're looking to completely digitize so that helped so definitely timing timing was just kind of right yeah and i'm pretty sure like you know uh, it's like a win win situation for both who are using signdesk i mean uh, your clients obviously and the customers of your clients because it is definitely a value addition you save a lot of time otherwise i know signing the documentation every now and then and like you said right it's not just one or two papers it is like a booklet that is given to you and that you need that is definitely a value addition so i'm pretty sure like you know once you crack the market and and everything then the word of mouth happens and everybody knows about you know what sign desk has to offer but you would definitely remember your first aha moment with sign desk so if you could share that with our listeners um, yeah this is a, see uh, we uh, we started off with one idea um, the, the one where we thought that uh, the mostly the, you know the consumers will uh, use our solution uh, we, we built a, uh, the b2c application uh, but you know before the aha moment there were many uh, uh, moments right so we built something but that did not really uh, take off so we thought that this is a, a silver bullet but you know that that didn't happen so there were a lot of iterations and uh, before we figure out something uh, that that we realized that this is what the the, the market uh, needs we had to uh, we had to iterate multiple times so the the when when we actually found uh, you know our uh, the segment where uh, we could really scale the solution right that was mm -hmm. that is our uh, true aha moment basically when uh, one of the the large uh, uh, the nbfc uh, one of the largest in the country uh, was convinced that that they want to use our solution uh, so it was a kind of a make make or break deal for us um, because it was it, it was a it was a huge opportunity right and they, they it took a while and then they had a lot of questions and then uh, uh, you know they asked for changes but eventually they said we want to go ahead with us uh, so that is when we realized that yeah i think this this, this could work and then this could scale because uh, uh, because someone uh, like them are convinced to use a solution then uh, you know obviously it would work uh, for the rest of the you know the companies in the financial services industry Definitely. So now with that, I'm pretty sure our listeners would really like to understand what Signdesk is, how it works, and basically what is the vision of your company? Signdesk is a, it's a document automation platform. Basically, uh, there are, uh, when it comes to uh, digitizing your paperwork, right, whether it's your uh, uh, onboarding documents, maybe your uh, application form uh, to open a bank account or uh, to apply for a uh, school, college, or maybe, uh, you know, employment, all those things. Uh, also, there are all, all of your day-to-day -day, uh, agreements uh, and your, uh, uh, the, your loan documents and your property documents, all of it. It's, it's a huge problem in terms of, uh, you know, the 
carrying this paperwork and then uh, uh, executing this the agreements and then also maintaining it in, in a physical paper. So that was a problem statement that we are talking about. So what Scientist does is uh, it completely digitizes it. Uh, for example, if you want to uh, uh, enter into a partnership with with the two parties, uh, right? So uh, the, the system will help you uh, by using a template-based system where you can start with a, a partnership template, uh, which you can customize and draft and negotiate on, on our platform. Then, uh, then you, we would also enable electronic signatures using Aadhaar, you can sign, and then the stamping can also be done on the same platform. Uh, so once the the document is stamped and signed, uh, you know it would be archived uh, so that in case if you want to renew that uh, the contract a year later, that is also so it's also possible. Uh, and that is one part of uh, what Scientist does. And then uh, we also have uh, uh, something called digital onboarding. Basically, uh, if if you are a business and then you want to onboard your customers, uh, you don't necessarily have to have your customers uh, fill out the application form and then collect their uh, address proof or identity proof documents and then keep it in a safe place. So this can be completely digitized again. Uh, so you know we use a combination of uh, uh, electronic signatures. Uh, uh, and then uh, evidence creation algorithms, and then uh, uh, some some bit of AI and, and machine learning for your uh, uh, facial recognition. So the, the basically we will completely uh, digitize this journey by identifying the, the customer, right? So if if I show someone else's ID and then if I show my face, uh, right. then then you know the system is smart enough to to reject and then. Uh, basically, it, it will uh, it will also act as, as a fraud prevention mechanism. It will identify you as a as a real person as per the, the as per the government records. So we'll also verify with government records whether it's a pan or author, and then we will also verify the the the, the, the face uh, on your uh, author card with uh, an actual live feed. Uh, so that so we will be able to identify the person. So uh, and then then they will onboard. Uh, 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 onboard the you know the, the person whether uh, it is for uh, employment verification or it's for your vendor uh, onboarding or your, your customers so basically uh, it works in all those cases so basically uh, there are uh, the two primary areas that we are talking about one is uh, you know the automation of your uh, the paperwork using e-sign and e-stamp and the second part is uh, uh, onboarding your customer uh, using some kind of a video verification and document verification uh, digitally. So these are the two uh, two, two primary solutions that we offer. So that's great. So that means SignDesk is uh, somewhat able uh, to verify the customer when it comes to onboarding and detect any kind of fraud that might happen or prevent it from happening. Correct. Uh, the the fraud, fraud prevention happens, uh, and then you will you will onboard the customers, uh, mm. and then the solution is built, uh, you know, the based on uh, the regulatory approvals, uh, including uh, the SEBI, RBI, and then IRDA have mm. uh, approved this process. So it is, it, it's also a legally compliant solution. So other industries are also adopting now. Uh, maybe it's uh, manufacturing or uh, the HR, and then those right. use cases. So it is a. It was a. It is being adopted, uh, you know, by not only by the the financial institutions, but also, uh, you know, also the industries outside. 
so this is where uh, uh, you know the this is where the uh, the, the future uh, uh, you know the onboarding process is going to be it's actually india is one of the countries where uh, we have adopted uh, this kind of a, a process fairly quickly uh, you know mm. in other countries uh, some of the regulatory approvals haven't been uh, granted yet uh, okay. for, for for customer onboarding but uh, uh, india was one of the countries where uh, this kind of process is uh, accepted and approved by the by the regulatory authorities because um, we are talking about uh, you know the in person verification right for right. example or uh, whether it's uh, whether you are a utility company or whether a bank or your uh, uh, or if you are uh, uh, any regulated company telecom or anyone um, you need to do in person verification so mm-hmm. that is uh, that is inconvenient for the user uh, and also it is a uh, you know the, the cost prohibitive uh, the process for the, the service provider so uh, uh, this is this is where uh, this uh, remote onboarding process really helped and um, mm-hmm. this is this all happened during uh, covid uh, I <laughs> that was about to be my question that was yeah. it something that covid built it up uh, definitely i mean this was in the works um, but some right. of the regulatory approval was kind of put on speed track uh, during covid so a lot of uh, innovation and the tech adoption happened during covid times because uh, then there was a, a, a necessity right yeah. right that is true and they say right uh, necessity is the mother of invention and i think uh-huh. that's what happened during the pandemic where um, you know uh, entrepreneurs had to think their way out to scale their business and obviously i think a lot of opportunities came up and which uh, probably is now a good thing for uh, customers like us right like the remote uh, verification that you're talking about now um you also spoke about evidence creation in sign desk so what are the different ways in which we can do that using sign desk so uh, evidence creation is is basically uh, you know keeping track of it so in the in the traditional paper based method you will keep all your evidence in the, in the form of a, a paper documentation uh, right so typically uh, any company uh, any document whether it's your personal documents or uh, the company's documents would be kept in a the folder and then you will put it in a safe place and then it, it's really a cumbersome process to arc, uh, to retrieve those documents so uh, because of the evidence creation will, will will come into play when when you have to prove something right if there it's in a court of law or, or if there is a um, any other kind of a dispute so uh, the way it works uh, in with signed as by using you know completely electronic um, evidence creation mechanism is that um, there is there is two things one is a uh, audit uh, the trial right uh, we will keep the complete uh, uh, trial of the uh, of the identification of the customer uh, the signature of the customer and also uh, the, the proof that you know the document has been executed with the consent of both the parties so this is done um, by using uh, electronic signatures so electronic signatures are basically based on your uh, otp sent to your mobile device or email address or uh, through aadhar authentication so with aadhar authentication you know the otp will be sent to your aadhar registered mobile number so that way uh, the uidi itself you know kind of witnesses this transaction because they have a, a a track of all the all the all the transactions that i happened so uh, the second level of uh, 
evidence uh, you know documentation is that we will also track the the, the uh, geolocation of the user uh, and then we will also track their uh, you know the the ip address and the device details and things like that with their consent of course um, and um, and then finally uh, there are some cases where uh, uh, video is is, uh, is used uh, so that you know the consent uh, is collected through a video based uh, you know confirmation process so the basically we act as a, a digital witness uh, for the entire uh, you know the transaction right so in the and in the earlier days, there used to be a witness when you sign a document. So the witness would sign and then put her uh, uh, the details, including uh, phone number and the address. Uh, so in this case, we create the evidence and then we maintain the evidence, and then we will act as a third-party uh, uh, witness, so that in the event of a dispute, uh, we will be able to uh, furnish uh, adequate documents to show that this transaction really uh, uh, took place, and then we will have. The, the evidence recorded in our system so that's uh, that's that's how it works mm -hmm. so um like like initially you said that you were um, approaching enterprises now when it comes to uh, recording the evidence right so a, it can be done at a personal level as well uh, this is uh, basically the this will be done kind of for an individual, but all this evidence is is, uh, is recorded by the, the other other party, which is a business. So if you're talking okay. about uh, uh, two individuals entering into a contract right. and then creating this evidence, that is that is also available. Uh, but the, the extent of evidence that is created for businesses is uh, slightly more. Uh, mm. For example, if if you're signing a uh, a loan document of let's say like you know the, the tens of uh, lakhs uh, amount, right. then you would need to collect more evidence. Uh, so in case of even if, uh, the individuals, if if it is simple rental agreement, then uh, maybe a simple you know electronic signature uh, would do. So yeah, in both the cases, we do collect uh, the evidence. It is it mm -hmm. is available for uh, for individuals as well. So. Uh, so this is, uh, you know, as, as we speak, uh, you know, we are also making it available through our web as well as uh, the mobile applications. Mm -hmm. Great, interesting as well. So, um, uh, like you said, right, uh, we've already spoken about the evidence. Now, I, I would really like to understand more on the level of like, uh, once I draft any kind of a contract and anything, uh, it would be needed to get stamped, right? So how does this process of getting the digital document stamped happens in Signdesk? Uh, stamping is, is, is really a complex solution, uh, sorry, complex problem in India, uh, right? If you look at it, uh, stamp duty uh, goes to the state government. It's a, a revenue for the state. So state government, each state has got its own process. It's called, you know, stamping in some states and then franking in other states. And then uh, there, there are different uh, processes. Some states are online, some states are completely offline. So there is, there is no... Um, you know, a single process that was available. Uh, so uh, this, this, the way that we solved the problem was uh, uh, we started working with different state governments and we had to set up our, uh, you know, the, the local presence in different different states and then uh, understand the, the, the system in each of the states. 
So in the back end, you know, we have worked with the, the most of the state governments and then uh, built a partnership with, uh, with them and then, you know, other uh, uh, the vendors and partners. Uh, on, the, on the front end, as far as you, our end users are considered, our clients are considered, uh, it's completely digital and real time in nature. Right? For example, if you want to, uh, to, to buy a stamp paper for, let's say, 100 rupees, um, we have a, you know, the real time solution where instantly we will uh, provide the solution to you. But in the back end, we would have uh, you know, built some hooks with the, with, with the, the respective entities uh, to, to make it completely digital. So uh, there, are, um, there are some states where, uh, uh, you know, now there is, a, uh, there is no need to print stamp paper, you know, states like Delhi where um, you can completely uh, get an e-stamp and then you don't, need, you don't need to print. But then there are other states where even though we would provide a scanned copy of the stamp paper, which would be attached to the, the agreement, uh, you would still need to collect the physical stamp paper in a physical format. So that is something that we, that we are working with the, the regulators and the, the government bodies to eliminate that, uh, right? Because at the end of the day, if the stamp duty payment is, uh, is paid, then your document becomes legally valid. So that's all it matters. Uh, you don't really need to mandate that. You need to keep a physical copy of the, the, the stamp paper. So that is that is happening as we speak. Uh, you know, we are actively in conversation with, with many of the state governments, and then uh, in principle, they 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 are, they are in agreement. Uh, so you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, the push from from the government side as well to digitize. Uh, you know, most of the processes. Uh, so, uh, but you know, uh, in the interim, we have a solution that uh, that solves a problem, except that you have this um, you know, nuances of keeping the physical paper. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, basically, uh, for the end user, right, who is using your uh, front end or your UI, it is it is quite uh, easy because they will just ask for a e stamp paper or whatever. And they would receive it, but from the back end, a lot of process goes uh, to get those things done by signers, which would not be visible to the user. Correct. Uh, there, yeah, there, there's quite a bit of work that happens in the, in the back end, uh, mm. you know, because uh, we will have to uh, to make different combinations uh, right. and different denominations of stamp paper available, and uh, uh, basically we have to digitize this process in the back end uh, right. for them. So. Also, we will uh, collect those physical stamp papers and then, you know, we will uh, scan it, make the digital copy available and then uh, eventually we'll have to dispatch the physical copy. So, there is, it's, uh, so uh, what we provide is, is not just a software solution, but it's also, you know, it's a lot of value addition because uh, we will manage that entire uh, the procurement and then handling of papers and archival and funding right. and all of it. So, so all of that is is, uh, is handled by us. Uh, so you know we have an uh, operations team that that works, and we have uh, folks at different cities uh, that will uh, uh, you know the, the teams that will, that will work on automation of the the, 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 the back end processes. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So um, like I I think our listeners as well as myself have have understood basically now you know what SignDesk does and the kind of effort that is. Uh, running at the back end to make sure the users are having a very uh, smooth and easy uh, way of uh, getting their documents archived or uh, putting out their evidences and storing it 
Um, there is another feature that SignDesk has, which is called as eNatch. I hope I have, I'm pronouncing it right, but uh, can you share that uh, with the users, you know, what that is? Uh, yeah, the eNash and it's also called as eMandate. It is basically your um, uh, authorization for recurring payments, right? For example, if you, you have your electricity bill and you want that to be automatically deducted from your bank account, so you will authorize uh, your bank to to uh, to transfer funds uh, based on you know the, the actual amount. So that that's what eNash is uh, basically. You will authorize uh, recurring payments uh, either using your Aadhaar, which is linked to your bank account, uh, through Aadhaar uh, OTP. You will authorize a bank to uh, to to uh, you know transfer funds. And uh, there is also an end banking based method where uh, you could log into the bank account and authorize the bank uh, to, uh, to to make those deductions. So basically. Um, this is this is uh, you know when we built this entire workflow document automation. Uh, this is another paper-based process uh, which we had to to automate, right? Uh, so what used to happen was that there used to be like you know one application form is called e, uh, the uh, EMI mandate. So the customer would have to fill and authorize a bank, and then if there is a signature mismatch, uh, which used to happen at least about like 30, 40 percent of the cases then uh, this mandate application would be rejected. Uh, then you would have to redo it again. So uh, this was again a paper-based process of authorizing uh, you know, the banks to make your regular monthly deductions. So this is another thing that we were able to automate again using Aadhaar and then later on you know, the net banking base and then now the UPI-based author author authorization is also in place. Uh, so basically, this would help primarily to uh, you know eliminate another another like of uh, the paper based process uh, to to authorize payments. Quite interesting, actually, and uh, definitely a blessing for people like me, who sometimes really struggle to get these things done. So uh, there is um, another feature on um, Signdex which is called as the CLM. So uh, can you share uh, a few things about that as well? So uh, what we have talked so so far, right? Uh, this is all uh, part of uh, agreement execution. Right? Basically, you will draft uh, an agreement, and then you will uh, uh, negotiate the terms, and then you will uh, pay stamp duty digitally, and then you sign the document digitally. So this is all the the execution part. And then what CRM does is. Uh, you know the the complete contract lifecycle management. Uh, primarily, this this product is for large enterprises, where you know it's one central place to manage all of all of your contracts. So one of the problems uh, they, they face is that um, you know when you have uh, hundreds and thousands of contracts, uh, there may be you know conflicts among those contracts themselves, and then there may be. Uh, uh, there, there is no standardization in terms of the the terms and the pricing uh, and the, uh, the the commercials, all of it. So it standardizes the entire process where basically you'll have one system to maintain all of your vendor contracts uh, in, the, in in a company. So uh, there is there is a fair bit of AI play involved with this, where um, when you draft a contract. It, uh, it would let you know that um, whether this contract violates any of the, uh, the, the, the laws of the land, right? whether it's local or uh, the state or uh, the national level. 
So, uh, and the, the second level is that it will also uh, check if the contract is in line with the organizational policies and your uh, the, the commercial standards. Is there any uh, you know deviation from uh, from any of the contracts that you have signed before? So, the, the basically the uh, we are we are talking about uh, you know the complex enterprise contracts here, which typically you know run into like 30, 40 pages. Uh, which is typically handled and negotiated by uh, seasoned lawyers, but sometimes you know the, the mistakes do happen. So this this entire CLM system will you um, uh, use some kind of a predictive AI mechanism to to check and then prevent such mistakes, and also it will make sure that the contract conforms to your company's uh, standards. And um, then you know the contract negotiation also happens completely online. Uh, you don't need to download the contract and send it, and then they'll make another version and send it back to you. So that kind of a back and forth uh, negotiation is also uh, eliminated. So uh, this is basically you know complete uh, the contract management system for uh, enterprises. So uh, this this would be a, uh, this would be quite useful when when you have uh, you know the when when you when you typically sign a lot of contracts and then you, you don't really have a centralized system to manage manage your contracts. Mm -hmm. so, uh, when it comes to contract management, you know the big enterprises already have certain systems in place. So what like how how can you convince to them that CLM is something that you actually need? You know um, what I'm basically trying to ask is what how does CLM set itself apart? And it becomes attractive to bigger enterprises to, uh, you know, skip their uh, system and uh, start using CLM for managing their contracts. Uh, what uh, big enterprises uses uh, use today is, is mostly you know they'll uh, uh, tag along with one of their existing systems. It could be their uh, CRM system or could be their ERP. So mm -hmm. they they typically you know they don't have a full-fledged complete contract lifecycle management system in place uh, so the, then you know the, the problem is that um, it is not really a specialized uh, the contract management system right uh, so the negotiations happen offline and then once everything is um, even actually the contract execution is also today mostly it happens uh, offline so uh, then then once the contract is executed, what they do is that they will uh, scan the document and upload it into one of their existing uh, either document management system or uh, uh, ERP or uh, CRM systems. But there is no specialized system that tracks the, the contract expiry, and then uh, there is no system that that checks whether uh, whether contract terms are uh, uh, are followed. Or uh, if there are any, you know, violations, uh, all those things. Right? Basically, uh, if you are supposed to renew the contract, let's say uh, today, then if, if you if you don't don't renew it because it's it's in a different system, uh, there's no reminder or there's no automation, uh, you know, that that triggers an email reminding you to renew the contract. Uh, so then then you'll be in trouble if you realize that six months later, uh, you know, this contract is not really renewed. So. Uh, that is where uh, there's a huge value addition. Uh, so, like I said, for uh, this is typically a problem for a very large enterprise. Right. Uh, where they have like you know hundreds of contracts or thousands of contracts in, in a few places. True. So I can definitely say that CLM is a smart contract system, which probably everybody would want to have. Correct. Uh, yeah, uh, you're right. And then it, it also uses uh, 
many of the you know the, the AI components to make it even right. smarter. Right. So, like like you said, you know, like what you are offering is basically a smart uh, digital uh, solution to documentation. So, when it comes to smart, it is the evolving technologies that come into the picture, like you said, AI. So how are you making sure that your team and um, people, especially who are working to develop and enhance the product that is Signdesk are in sync with what uh, new things are coming up with the technology? Because the technology now is it's changing at a very rapid pace. You know, every now and then there are uh, new things coming up, better things coming up, which probably might or might not suit your solution, depending on what you want to do. So how do you maintain that? Uh, see, we, we are a technology company and, uh, you know, when it comes to technology, uh, it, it gets outdated uh, every six months probably. So there will always be uh, something new and then something better. Yeah. Uh, so also, uh, the, uh, I think as, as, as we evolve, uh, you know the, the speed of uh, the computing and processing is also significantly has gone up right now. So in the in the earlier days uh, with the two G and three G speed, uh, you would be patient waiting for something to download in your mobile app. But now, if something doesn't get downloaded in two seconds or three seconds, uh, you'll probably just just you know move on and then uh, try doing something else. So the same thing is happening with with technology as well. Right, the reason that we have a new technology and the new kinds of technologies is coming into place that um, it, it becomes uh, more efficient and then more flexible uh, and then more user friendly. So that is actually that is a challenge uh, for most of the, the technology companies and especially uh, startups like us because you always have to, to constantly you know on the lookout for uh, the ways to improve your product. So uh, what we do is that uh, you know we, we uh, believe in that uh, reinventing our own products and then you know, at, it comes at the cost of uh, the probably letting go of the things that you have already developed. So we may have spent uh, a year building uh, building our own product and a technology uh, which may get out, outdated uh, in a year or two. So uh, we don't mind letting go of that effort if the uh, you know, if the benefits of using a new technology, you know, outweigh the, the cost of, uh, uh, you know, the sunking cost basically, right? So that is that is one parameter. Uh, we will we'll always, uh, you know, encourage our folks to, to look out for new technology. Uh, then sometimes we will have to rewrite, we have to rebuild, and then we have to rehire. Uh, so that's, it's all, it's all, uh, you know, the part and parcel of the, uh, of any technology company for that matter. Yeah, that is that is actually very true. Now, like you know, like you said, uh, with technology and the kind of product that you are uh, putting out in the market, it's it's something which comes obviously at a cost. So money does get involved in one way or the other. So what are your funding plans? Are you bootstrapped right now, or you already have investors with you, or you have any plans for the future that you would like to share with our listeners? We uh, we have funded ourselves through our own revenues, so which is uh, another word for bootstrapping. So we, we have been uh, bootstrapping for a while. Uh, the the idea was that you know uh, once we are uh, uh, comfortable with our business model and then uh, 
uh, our revenue model and uh, you know our uh, the product maturity uh, we thought that is when actual scaling begins right so you need funds uh, to scale uh, you don't necessarily need funds in the early stages i mean you you could um, have funds there is nothing wrong with it but then uh, you know having uh, uh, having to manage your own budget and then along with uh, you know, being frugal and developing it gives you a different kind of uh, uh, the perspective so you can really you know uh, uh, run a, a tight ship so in that sense uh, we are at a stage where um, uh, we have a, a, a product market fit where we are at a stage where we can really start scaling now for the the last few years uh, have been uh, a kind of a difficult journey we'll had to uh, we had to rebuild our product we'll had to find new customer base and then we'll had to keep building new products and then put all the money uh, back into the business uh but you know uh, now we are at a stage where uh, uh, we have uh, we can utilize funds uh, so we have a working product uh, it is tried and tested in india um so the now now you can you, know, you can really scale it and by you know by taking this product to to other uh, geographies and you know the other places then also explore other industry verticals so uh, this is where we felt that um, uh, probably it's, it's probably the it's the right time to 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 raise funds so we we uh, we are looking 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 to raise funds mm-hmm. uh, and you know it basically uh, helps us uh, realize our, our dream of of uh, of uh, growing and then building a building a big brand and then true. you know the building a, yeah no oh, yeah very true now uh, like you said you know you have this vision of making signdesk into a brand which uh, you know it would be like a worldwide brand probably and hopefully and i really wish and wish you for that and so what is the future market or prospect that you see for signdesk uh, in the coming years because i'm pretty sure like you said right covid has definitely uh, added a extra push that probably india needed for getting into a digital space in all aspects and you are into documentation so what kind of uh, future prospects that you see when it comes to signdesk in the future document automation is a huge space right what we are talk what we are talked about is is only a small portion of it uh, so we we uh, will continue to to innovate and then come up with the, with the, you know the new uh, new features and then uh, the new products so uh, this is a, there there are, there are quite a few things that we want to work on in in terms of you know the, uh, the completely eliminating the paperwork uh, so today we are talking about uh, your typical contract execution and and uh, and, and negotiations but uh, we we want to build a you know the complete document automation platform where uh, whether it is for your personal need or or for your business need uh, you, you want to provide a product you know that takes care of uh, your you know the end to end or the the flow right and basically it will be a one stop solution uh either using your mobile or using your desktop it doesn't matter basically uh we want to build a build a brand uh you know that is that is known for uh, for for keeping all of your paperwork so mm-hmm. this is you know, it it could be it could be your, your personal documents or it could be your business documents basically this would be a one stop uh, the shop to to handle all of your all of your document uh, needs wow amazing So um like you said it would be a one stop shop obviously a one stop shop would be run by 
n number of people from the back end to realize that dream so when you when you started sign this what kind of uh, challenges did you face when it came to hiring because uh, you know a product doesn't just doesn't get just born one fine day right there are n number of people talents talents that are working behind it to get that particular product out there because at the end of the day the business is run by the people who are working in that particular sector and obviously uh, the customers so how were you able to hire the right talent uh, for your venture and what kind of challenges did you face in the process uh we we fundamentally believe that your company is as strong as uh, as, as your uh, employees uh, right so uh, but having said that in, in the early days it's it's not so easy to to hire the the right talent or the uh, the, the the talent that you really uh, need for the job because right. you you have many constraints right and also uh, the uh, the some of the the folks may not be uh, willing to take that risk to join a very early stage company mm-hmm. so uh, this in the early days it's it's uh, it, it was uh, not easy to hire the, the right talent so what what we ended up doing was that you you know hire uh, uh, the hire the, the talent that is available that is just you know the good enough and mm-hmm. then uh, spend more time with them and then kind of you know coach them and then train them and then you know keep them uh inspired uh you know to be to be part of this this mission so i think when when people are aligned with your mission and then you know when when they share your vision and then when they know that they are, they are solving a, a problem uh, right problem for for the for the society they can relate to it so you know if you work for a, a the large company you may not know like what whether you are doing a, a meaningful work because you don't see your product being used by uh real people so in mm-hmm. our case uh, that was not the case right? i mean this is basically they are solving some real problem and they'll, they'll see the results in front of their eyes uh, in just a matter of in a few days as soon as the product is out uh, they will feel happy about it so um, so some of the, the the things that we use was basically you know we gave them, gave them enough freedom to to learn and then make mistakes and then work with us and then we could we could uh, we could spend a lot of time with them to to kind of help them grow around with the organization i think that's what probably helped us uh, so maybe i mean now we, we we can probably hire the talent that we uh, wanted but uh, in the early days you would have to work with what you have so right. you know that's uh, it, it's a, it's a good question and then you know we we uh, definitely had that problem and uh, uh, it, it really worked out i think the, the most mm. of the people who joined and who been with us from the early days uh, uh most of them are, are still with us right so because they're they're kind of associated with us it's it is uh, you know their their product and then their organization and there are a lot of the the bonding you know with, with early right. employees so right. so these are the set of folks they they tend to you know to stay longer no definitely because there's a kind of an ownership and as well as the growth that they would have probably seen right within the organization that still keeps them attracted to uh, stay longer so now when it comes to hiring uh, new employees uh, what is the main thing that you focus uh, during the interview process when you're trying to hire somebody new uh, we don't really uh, uh, the look for uh, any of the you know the, the pedigree or uh, your uh, qualifications or mm. uh, your degree as such uh, it's it's good to have I'm not denying the fact uh, 
that it's uh, that it's it, it's not really required. However, uh, what we really prioritize is the you know their ability to, to learn and uh, re relearn, and the, you know their attitude and the kind of difficulties they have had in their uh, the life, and then have they really overcome the those challenges? Right. I mean, everybody will have a challenge, but have you really done something to uh, to address that? And so those are the kind of people they do well. You know, they they take the initiatives and then they'll be um, uh, they they will take the, the ownership. Right. So we uh, typically uh, look for uh, you know those uh, kind of uh, the, the characteristics. Then we have defined uh, a few core values uh, for the for the organization. Uh, so we have you know we have documented those core values. So we will look for uh, such values while hiring and also uh, to evaluate their, their performance uh, you know once they are in the system mm -hmm. so that that really that really helps us uh, because what we, we we want to to solve you know the complex uh, uh, the, the problems and then uh, i think that the most of the folks that are joined they may not have uh, you know the uh, a clay book to to work with so many times they will have to or to go out of their way and then you know find uh, some of the solutions you know that just just you know simply out of the box solutions so those are the things it's difficult to uh, to train so these are the kind of qualities that would really uh, help us identify you know their their uh, future success I mean, having said that you know we it's it's not really a, a pure science uh, you know, in spite of doing that uh, you know some some do exceptionally well and, and some right. do just okay uh, yeah, but it's, it, 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 it did help us. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Now, there's one more thing I really wanted to um, ask you, right? Because you, ha you, have, uh, you had started a venture in US and then uh, you did a sign desk in India. So, so when it came to hiring initially, right? You all have already shared your challenges, uh, what you had in India. Now, comparatively, uh, like, you know, if you compare the two places, uh, when it comes to hiring in a place like a startup, do you see any kind of a mindset uh, that uh, of the people who want to get hired because of which probably the challenges that you face, like it is easier to work in startup in US rather than in India, or it is you get better opportunities in India than in startup than in US? Um, it was uh, I felt that it was it was really uh, uh, easier to 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 work with and then convince people to join startups in India. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's uh, uh, also you have uh, an abundant pool. Even though uh, the many of the you know the, the the graduates are not really job ready, but you have uh, uh, an option to, to train them, right? Uh, so right. now actually, what we do is that we, we recruit them and then we uh, we train them. Uh, so I mean, even today, as we speak, there is a huge uh, you know the the crunch of when it comes to uh, technology related talent. Mm -hmm. So. I think there are creative ways to solve it, uh, especially in India. Like you can, they can go to campus and then hire them and then train mm -hmm. them in batches and then you know bring them on board, right? So right. this is how this is uh, you know the kind of flexibility uh, we had. But if if you're working in a company uh, in the West, uh, what you get is that uh, you, know, you would definitely have to go for funding, and then uh, you you can recruit talent uh, and then. Uh, the, the basically, uh, I think the, the there will be you know the specialized uh, the, the talent that you hire, and then it, your job becomes easier 
or to mm. build a product let's say if you're building something in the us because uh, the, the the people that you work with they're uh, they're mostly their experience or their uh, you know they've been well trained so as a founder your your job probably uh, becomes easier as long as you could afford to hire them uh, but in india i think you'll have to go an extra mile uh, to to take them on board and then train them and some of them uh, you know may not do well and then you probably have to uh, to find something else for them maybe you know uh, put them on a different kind of a job role and then uh, teach them something else so all those challenges are there uh, but you know we have a huge cost advantage uh, uh, you know building your know, startup out of india right that is something that is hard to beat uh, in any country uh, so you can probably hire like four people for the same cost that you had to hire a programmer uh, in the us so that kind of uh, you know uh, outweighs uh, all the all the benefits uh, that that you would typically if you were to build a, a startup elsewhere mm-hmm. interesting so um now that we've spoken on employment and we've also spoken about sign there so let's go on a little lighter note with our uh, last set of questions uh, because you've been an entrepreneur over a period of time so what is your basic uh, you know uh, favorite aspect that you really love uh to be an entrepreneur uh the, my most most favorite one is that uh, you know i i don't have a boss and uh, <laughs> i <laughs> and i have the, i have the complete uh, you know the liberty to uh, to work with my ideas uh, right so if, if i think and then I, if i have an idea i i have the freedom to to work on that that's kind of you know the the creativity uh, part right so you can you can be really uh, the creative and then you can you can start thinking about it but uh, basically um, there is no work related uh, uh, the stress that you accumulate uh, right basically you work on something that you are passionate about uh, you know it's like it's like an artist right whenever uh, gets you know bored of, of working on things so there is always a, a new thing like every day but in a, in a business setup there are always new challenges every day every day is is a there is a new challenge uh, so you know you never you will never have a, a dull day at work mm-hmm. quite interesting so um like you know you have already told me that you know this is a passion driven uh, thing and that's why there is no stress but i i truly believe that you know when you when you get into challenges and when you get into your lows uh when you are uh, trying to put the product out there uh, there are times when you need to take a break uh, from what you are doing and just do something that you love other than your work to rejuvenate yourself right so what are the things that really help you relax and you know get back to that challenge with a new mindset uh, that that is true i mean uh, see i i generally don't take uh, you know such breaks during the the the, the day when you are working uh-huh. on it but uh, you know the stress uh, uh, you know does get accumulated over time uh, right. you know, i don't know what whether you uh, notice it or not so i am mean, typically i'll uh, when when i go home i i, I don't really you know, carry work so that that helps then then spend time with, with the family uh, mm-hmm. and you know, kids Uh, so that you know that we prepare for the next day and um, also some of the, the physical activities like uh, that are those are definitely stress busters uh, so I, i play tennis every morning uh, and then uh, you know a bit little bit of stretching and then uh, other uh, exercises 
so you know the, these, these things uh, really help and then you know uh, taking a short break of like three four days of, of going uh, you know the, the, the vacation or uh, taking a break uh, so these 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 things definitely help um yeah it's uh, i think it's uh, it's there, there, there are ways to manage but what happens is when you're uh, so passionate and then energetic about building your product at times you know you don't uh, you don't realize that you really need to take a break even though your mind doesn't want it but but your body definitely needs it and then right. when you work on it for you know over many years uh, you definitely need to set up a system to uh, to handle handle your stress correct because i think in today's time especially uh, one thing that is extremely important no matter whether you are an entrepreneur or you're working uh, as an employee in any uh, company it's it's you managing your stress because now whatever i hear when it comes to youngsters is all related to stress so that is one thing that i think should be an important part of everybody's life to have a certain kind like you said right you get up in the morning and you play tennis and you have a uh, few uh, sessions on exercises and stretches which probably helps your body also to you know tackle <laughs> any kind of stress that comes yeah. over to you on that particular day so that's lovely so um now i would uh, like to ask you like you know if if for the especially for aspiring entrepreneurs who are just stepping in and trying to figure their way out on what they want to do uh, what kind of an advice would you like to give them uh for all the aspiring entrepreneurs there um i i feel that uh, uh, you know the entrepreneur journey is, is really hard uh, so if you haven't really started and then if if you are still uh, you know wondering whether you want to become an entrepreneur on the start i think the, the most people don't really take the first step right so once you take the first step of doing something launching something or working on something you know just do it that is the most difficult step and once you start once you commit yourself i think you will you will figure out a way uh, to you know make it work and then even if it fails there is always a, a second chance so that is you know before you start and once once you start i think it is it is important to have you know to build that kind of ecosystem because uh, almost always your your first idea fails and it's, it's uh, there are very very uh, the few companies you know where uh, their uh, you know the, the idea was so successful and their first attempt so that means that you had to be prepared uh, for really a long journey uh, right so it may take uh, uh, 5 years uh, 10 years you know or more so considering that it makes sense to build that kind of you know the, the ecosystem right maybe you need to have a, a business partner and then you need to have your uh, you know the the family members whether it is spouse or parents uh, you know you need to prep them and uh, also the, uh, the the physical fitness and then your uh, you know the stress management system all those things right i think the those are those are the really key things because the first 3 years of an entrepreneur journey are really really hard it will be very stressful because um, you know it 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 takes uh, it takes takes lot of your time patience energy you know to handle all those failures Right. so it's so easy to say that um, you know the, the the failure leads you to success and then it's a stepping stone all of it but when you really experience it uh, and when 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 you experience one failure after another uh, or when you know things don't really work uh, it it's really it's really hard on you so i think it's a, the first and foremost i i feel that you need to have you need to prepare yourself and then you need to prepare uh, the people around you 
uh, and the third part is that you need to to hire the the right set of folks uh, right in your company so they, over time they become your friends and they become your uh, you know the extended family uh, so they they will really help you uh, to to grow and then they'll be with you during your difficult times so the basically uh, you know to summarize uh, it's your uh, you know, self management and uh, then then you know the working with the with the right set of uh, the people lovely on that beautiful note uh, thank you uh, prupesh for uh, sharing with us your journey and as well as uh, talking about sign desk and uh, sharing how it works around and your inputs on employment and how the aspiring entrepreneur should have a mindset and uh, dive into creating their uh, venture so thank you so much krupesh for sharing with us all these inputs thank you thank you veronica uh, i i enjoyed this conversation A very warm welcome to all my listeners who have tuned in to listen to another episode of Insider Stock with New Entrepreneurial Journey. So let's dive in.